2022 Sports and Spin. Hey. He's always sent me to and I can't strop and remote. <laughs> well, listeners, we're here. The Sports, 22. And, the Sports and Spit Studio. Episode 2 for 2019. And we've got a little bit of a crowd in again. We have a crowd once again. We're big time. Oh, now this is one of the dodgy tunes. Okay. They don't want to be mentioned, so we're going to keep it quiet. It's a little bit anonymous. So, so we're off to a bit of a slow start, much like the Australian cricket team's batting uh, run rate. In one day is. Yep. So uh, episode two for the 2019. Yeah. Um, we've been busy, though. We have been busy. You, you've been away. I've been away. I've been on holidays. Been running up mountains again in New Zealand. Yep. Went to New Zealand and ran the uh, shot over Moonlight Mountain Marathon. I think except I only this, did the half marathon. I think we had this exact same conversation yep. about a year ago. Yep. I went there last year, did the same thing. So this is Groundhog Day for us again. Yep. So same shit, New Year, pretty much. Yep, absolutely. Yep, just repeating itself. Yeah. Um, okay, so probably a little bit and to talk about tonight. Well, this is our annual NRL preview. preview. That's yep. correct. And yep. we don't have our work experience kid here with us. Unfortunately, he's just texted me asking me if we're, if we're recording. And yeah. Um, yeah, but he's unfortunately, he's um, previously disposed. So, but I we've been in contact with him earlier today, and he sent me through his uh, tips and predictions for his NRL takes for 2019. Mm. We will get to them along with our top eight state of origin outcomes, yep. grand finalists, premiers, yep. and Dally M winner. And we're hoping to do it all in the space of under an hour. That's right. So we can watch game one of the NBL grand final series. Yes, between the Melbourne United. And Perth Wildcats. Isn't it funny you call them the Melbourne United? I know. They actually don't have a nickname. No, well, United is their nickname, isn't it's it? It's a bit dumb. It is pretty dumb. And it's pretty dumb that that's game one of the NBL Grand Final Series. And unless I'd mentioned it here... No one knows about no it. No one would know about it, right? The media team at the NBL is disgraceful. Yeah. Not like which the is, NRL, which is who a are shame. very prevalent yeah, in, the, well, in the media this week. We'll touch on the NBL this week. <laughs> we'll get to <laughs> the NRL very, very, very shortly. But uh, yeah, it's probably a little bit of a shame that the uh, media coverage and the hype surrounding this final series hasn't been um, in the forefront. Yep. Uh, because I've got to say the NBL have had a pretty successful year. Yep. Um, you know, and off the back of uh, some big signings, there's been, you know, some... Um, yeah, you know some follow-on news. Andrew Bogut coming Andrew back Bogut. to the league, yep. and now he's gone back to the NBA. Yeah, so I mean, can't win an NBL championship, but he's probably just going to have to settle for an NBA championship, which is a yeah. Well, considering <laughs> that I believe that uh, so Andrew Bogut, Sydney Kings center, just this week signed with the Golden State Warriors to play what will equate to the last ten to twelve games of of the NBA season. Yep, and then the playoffs. Yeah, for the princely sum of about four hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollars US, so that's about six hundred something thousand Australian. Yep, not bad for Basically about six to eight weeks' work for a holiday to San Francisco for six weeks. Yeah, yep, yep. I'm pretty surprised that he, him and his wife jumped on that. Yeah. Like, but uh, you know, good on him. I think uh, you know it's it's great for Australian basketball. It's great for the NBL. It is um, that you know the Sydney Kings would release him to go back because yep. you know aside from Bogut getting injured, fingers crossed he doesn't. But um, you know, like only good can come from this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's good exposure and it's a good reflection on the league as a whole that Bogut can come back, uh, be named MVP, yep. defensive player, and then um, that sort of makes news across shores that our league is 
in, in a pretty good place and we can have players you know go back and play in the NBL after a successful campaign here that's right well it shows players across the world that the NBA is looking at our league mm. and it shows shows those players that if they come here and, and ply their trade here if they've got a dream of still playing in the NBA that they won't be lost and forgotten about that's right you know and it's probably literally mm. one of the furthest places in the world you can go to yeah. play professional basketball yeah but I think the and NBA... Young Brian Bowen, who played with him at the Kings this year, yeah, is be... expected to be drafted at some stage this year. Um, he, yeah, he, which, you know, probably... you know, Unless I guess... he's in jail with his old man for That's right. like, money tampering and he showed wire some fraud. Signs, showed yeah. some signs, but there was nothing that I saw that was really special. However, um, the kid that played for the Sixers a couple of years ago, Terrence Ferguson, yep. um, he was pretty raw at 18, 19 years old, and yeah, he he's actually come on... Pretty strong in the NBA. Two years in, he's yep. he's a you know starting uh, for his team and doing pretty well. So well, it probably goes to show that kids at eighteen would struggle to compete against fully grown Absolutely. male athletes, right? Yeah. And so it shows you that the M- the quality of the NBL well and truly matches the quality of NCAA basketball. And I think those sort of things will give younger Australian kids. Uh, like a bit more of an insight in the fact that you can stay back here and play in the NBL and potentially still develop your game to a level that the NBA would consider taking you. Yeah, exactly. Well, Mitch Creek is a case in point. He's, you know, a junior here, played club in the NBL here for Adelaide. Yeah. Went over and uh, took a chance and played, you know, got a couple of 10-day contracts with Brooklyn and uh, unfortunately players come back from injury, so he ended up getting cut, but... You know, he can still lay claim to being an NBA player now. That's right. And he um, followed his dream and he and he reached right. his dream by playing in an NBA game. If that's all his career ever entails, then that's a success to me. Like you back yourself and right. you have a go and that's what happens. You, and know, you never know. Who knows? He may he may end he up may, yeah. somewhere as well. Exactly. You know? And you know, the NBL, as we said, is getting better, but that just, you know, being an NBA player can open up opportunities for other, mm. you know, contracts overseas and Europe, you know, Euroleague and in bigger competitions and yeah. And things like that. So, uh, well, I'm excited about the NBL Grand Final. So, right, so now that we, we we've got the NBL on our on our lips, um, yeah. so Perth versus Melbourne. Give me a quick tip. Um, I think Melbourne United will win the series. Yeah. But I think Perth will take Game One. Ooh. And so, so Melbourne's going to win it on the road in Game Three. Yeah, I believe. Is they it three will. or five game series? Uh, it's a five game series. Five. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I think Perth will will win in Game One because. I feel like probably they're hard to beat in Perth, yep. and and they had an extra day's rest, um, which always helps. And I, but I feel like the reason I say that is because Perth's depth is all in their veterans, like, and I don't feel like their veterans will stand up to a five-game series yep. as well as Melbourne United's depth will. Right, so Fair enough. Melbourne United have got good young guys like Peter Hooley, Mitch McCarran, guys that are. Getting it done for them, they're not the superstars of the team, but they're pretty handy to have. Um, and I think they'll stand up better to a five-game series than what Perth's players will, basically. Um, I, with all due respect, he's had a great career, but a guy called Greg Hire, I think, probably isn't going to get it done for Perth. Yeah. Just quietly. Well, I'm, I'm going for Melbourne, too. I think they'll, they'll go yeah. back-to-back. I think right. they're just uh, yeah. slightly better in the imports department. That's where it's going to be won. And, of yeah, course, I agree. probably the best Australian player out of all of them in Chris Goulding. So yeah, absolutely. We give give them a bit of a, a leg up. and yeah. um, So we're both on Melbourne United for the Melbourne. NBL champions. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're easily the best club going around as well. So Even though they don't have a good. nickname. 
So what about other things that have gone on in sport this week, Street? You mentioned the Australian cricket team. Now, they're over in India. Yep. But Steve Smith and Dave Warner are eligible for selection very soon. Are they? They are. I believe that it's at the end of March that their ban ends. Okay. Um, well, I we can't bat, so correct. I think Steve Smith will get straight back in. Will Dave Warner get back in? No, I don't think so. Why not? Not initially. Why not? I think... Because he's an arsehole? Oh, I, I don't know him personally, but I, I think perhaps Warner's burnt maybe a few too many bridges... Within the team? Within the team. Or and public relations-wise? Is it because he's a public relations disaster? Because he is an arsehole? I think, I mean... Well, I don't know if he's an arsehole, but if, that's what... If there was a time him. to bring him back on a tour of India probably isn't a bad idea mm. because the press that he would get back here wouldn't be as much and they'd have the NRL to thank for that because there's <laughs> you know, the sports reporters are pretty busy with everything that's going on there. Yeah, Christ. You, um, you wouldn't want to be covering Yeah, the I think if they were to bring him back in an overseas series would be when they do it. Yeah. Um, so maybe they can uh, hopefully the performances take some of the, um, the hard-hitting questions away if he was to actually make his return so it'll be easier for him because he's in a different country but the Indian media or I guess of the Indian the scrutiny of, of cricketers in India is pretty intense yeah but I don't think we'd see a lot of that here to be you honest know, yeah no. so I suppose the public relations side of it would be protected maybe his welfare wouldn't be protected because geez the Indians would sledge the crap out of him wouldn't yeah, they yeah but you mean you probably may not understand what they're saying half the time anyway oh right um, casual racism cool that's <laughs> <laughs> it's just facts facts are facts it's only seven minutes in and we've, or nine minutes in if you can't yeah, understand yeah. someone speaking facts are facts yeah no fair enough understandable yeah um, also uh, what else happened in sport this week I tell you what did I what else did we see so well uh, LeBron James uh, yeah. Surpassed Michael Jordan for fourth all time in the NBA scoring list. He did. Um, you, you, we were talking earlier tonight about LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. You, you, your so, star has dimmed a little. Yeah, yeah. In your eyes, absolutely. Um, You're not as much of a fanboy as LeBron. Well, I'm as still you a fanboy. I just probably this this season hasn't gone to plan mm-hmm. for anyone uh, in the Lakers. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess as as a fan of LeBron, a long time fan, I probably feel a little bit let down with. Some of um, I wouldn't even say so much his, his you know his on court performances in terms of his numbers are, are still up there mm. um, right along with career stats but I guess the way he's carried himself um, some of the comments um, haven't really you know translated to pretty much what we've seen on court being he, a good teammate it's been a lot different to what we've seen off court yeah. Um, and you know, it's probably you could probably blame an injury for that. Um, frustration. Frustration. You know, um, I, I guess the expectations has gone a different direction to the reality. Mm. Um, but in in saying that, this first year with uh, the Lakers was never meant to be a championship year. I think if they got to the second round of the playoffs with this young team that would have been deemed a success. Mm. Uh, it just, you know, I think injuries more than anything have derailed the campaign. Yeah. And things haven't quite worked out. Um, but, you know, it's like I mentioned to you earlier tonight, it's probably a little bit of a, a uh, you know, weird and, and disappointing, obviously the, the attitude and some of the comments, but uh, having one of your sporting heroes, um, you know, come back a level or two to you know mortality to mortality um, you know this might be is that your is that the is, beginning of the end perhaps? yeah when you start to realise that maybe 
they're not going to be at the top of yeah. their game for the rest of their life. I fully expect uh, Hollywood LeBron to bounce back and have a big year next year. And and, and, and the documentary series that, that he'll make um, <laughs> following this bad season, the off season, trailing into you know, the will new be signings. a redemption story. Yep, yeah, totally. So yeah, I mean. And do you think you'll buy a jersey if he's if he if he does? Because you don't have a Lakers LeBron jersey. No, I tried to you. buy one, but I didn't. <laughs> They so were sold out. Let's while we're talking about being a fanboy, let's before we start on the bad news stories of the NRL, let's talk about a good news story in the NRL. You and I just you just told me about your weekend last weekend. Yep. When your beloved Cronulla Sharks and we mention them a lot on the podcast. We do. And your most love of, of the Sharks. Most of it's negative towards it, me and the Sharks. Yeah, but that's because it's ridiculous how how much you pan or fawn over these guys well but I don't really I just uh, the team itself you're loyal you're very loyal I, yeah. and that's why it makes it easy for me to take a shot at you over it that's right but what I what I, I enjoyed I, your story of, of your trip <laughs> to the Sharks pre-season game yeah okay can you give us a, a, a bit of an insight into I can, what I heard I can so um, in short um, my friend of mine my mate Nick who's another mad Shark supporter yep. uh, we got to play the role of an undercover fan <laughs> So basically, uh, a friend of mine uh, owns a catering company, and they had the catering rights to the preseason match, Knights yep. vs Sharks, up in Maitland. Um, and for anyone who's not good at geography or live in the Newcastle area, Maitland is a town about 30 minutes north of Newcastle. Yeah. Um, the best thing about Maitland, I'm not sure. I have to ask someone from there. Um, but anyway, the, <coughs> the sports ground was nice. The grandstand, new grandstand, is oh, pretty nice. Pretty thing. nice. Yeah. Long story short. Um, Got access to the game uh, on the proviso that me and my friend Nick would don the uh, company shirt yep. and serve the post-match meal to the Sharks in their change room after the game. <laughs> it's like your dream come true, isn't it? it being was... in the inner sanctum <laughs> and virtually being part of the team. It was both Because you were part things. of their recovery. Right? I was absolutely part of the inner sanctum. Yeah. Uh, maybe more than what we bargained for. <laughs> uh, There's a couple of... Couple of nude, a bit of a bit of nudity going around. Well, well yeah, sort of. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, there's no point going there. But basically, yeah, uh, yeah we, just, we had a, an opportunity to listen in on the post-match uh, address from Coach Johnny Morris. Mm. Uh, he was very good, very well spoken. Um, it was quite interesting to sort of listen to uh, their strategy and their game plan and, and how they plan to come back in round one and mm. um, and execute um, you know uh, what they set out to do in the trial yeah uh, and then obviously talk with the players after the match and serve them their meals their meals which they were very appreciative of and, and liked them uh, did so any of them film it film what you okay. giving them their meals no no no, no. Oh, I just strict- felt like that was a practice in the NRL that basically that they would continue on so Quick, I, uh, let's film it. Put something around your head. I, yeah, you know, it, so. I enacted a, you know, as Did a photographer. Step on your face? As a photographer myself, I found it quite, you know, uh, hard not to get a camera out. But I did uh, enact a strict no camera policy. Yeah. Whilst in the change rooms, out of respect for the sharks and their players. Yeah. Um, I did make time though to uh, get a photo with Captain Gal. Captain Gal. Uh, and did you come clean about the fact that you're an undercover fan and yes. that you didn't actually work for the catering company? That's correct, yes. <laughs> right. So we came sure. clean to uh, Chad Townsend and Gallon, and they thought it was yeah. quite funny. Yeah. Uh, same too, we, obviously, the coach, Johnny Morris, and 
the uh, recently resigned CEO Barry yes. Russell. So let's tell me that tell me that part of the story because that's the part I enjoyed the most. You actually spoke to the to Barry Russell, the CEO. Yeah. He gave you his card. Yes. And said, uh, anytime you want to come down to Sydney for a home game, we can. Yep. Uh, I can look after you with tickets. Uh, right. Just here's my email and phone number. Just get in touch. Just get in touch. And that was on the Sunday. Sunday. And let me just the Saturday re- night. Saturday the night. Saturday night and reframe this. He resigned on the Wednesday is of yeah. this week. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so I'm not the sure. contact that you made that you'd been hoping to make your entire life and the offer that you got lasted all of four days Pretty before much. he left the industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fantastic. So Yeah, it's funny. How it's, like the guy, it's like the guy on his notice period at work who says, yeah, sure, I'll take the project on, no dramas. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, back, back to the game. Yeah. Um, a, a couple yeah. of positives. Uh, yeah. Sean Johnson. New signing from the Warriors. Yep. Uh, very, very good. Um, yep. Great in the locker room. Obviously, yep. uh, very well spoken. Uh, great for the media. I think yep. he'll be sort of our face of the club this year. And he's a big signing from the he, Warriors, and isn't mate, he? he? There's got to be a reason why they let him go, but do you think a, he's a bit of a... I don't know, like is he a bit of a worry for team team chemistry? Not, not at all. Mm. I, I think he's a great leader. He was very good in the locker room. Um, yeah. And... Um, I think you know, like a, a fresh start will, will do him the mm. world of good. Yeah. Um, so I think he he will be probably be our, our biggest uh, key to success this year. Yeah. Uh, but we'll touch on that soon. Well, uh, but let's overall, touch on something else then. So so right. let me ask you a question then, because let, so we should get into the bad news about the NRL because yeah. from that story it's quite clear your passion for the NRL is still there and your passion for the Sharks is still there, but has it been? tainted or is it limited in any way by the recent controversies that have dogged the NRL and that, I'm actually looking forward around. to the actual football starting yeah so we can probably just talk about you know just a, a game that we like to watch yeah and forget but does about that all just the distract other from from but but is it bullshit or is it is it a real culture problem that the league needs to address in terms of their players' behaviour, so so oh, what, so should we just be talking about the football, or should we should we really address the fact that there's a real problem with NRL players and the way they behave in society? It takes uh, one bad apple to spoil the bunch. Unfortunately, mm. there's probably you know a carton of bad apples in, in the from this off season. Yeah, um, foot, rugby league is never not controversial, and it's a bit of a shame. Yeah, um, that's right. But you know. But you've still got a lot of love for the Sharks and a lot of love for the game, right? You're looking forward to the year of footy, aren't you? Just because it's on. Yeah, of Footy's course. on. Because it's like sport, it's, it's right? It's sport. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, it, it's hard not to be, uh, like a lot of fans... Disappointed. Disappointed, fed up. Oh, what's yeah. happening today? And another, he, he comes, he another le- leaks of another story, like, yeah, when yeah. will it end? Kind of thing. Um, so that concept of... That's a couple of bad apples amongst the the bunch, right? Like a, that's like which is like you know, I, understandably, one idiot ruins it for a lot of people, right? But some of the behaviour when you talk about, you know, sex videos that are distributed quite regularly amongst groups of players or even the society that sur- surrounds a football club and all that sort of stuff, that's not one bad apple. That's a bad culture, right? Because because that. Because the people that are doing that aren't doing that in isolation. Like, no, if you're not if if you're not amongst a group of people that inc- that encourage you to do that and want you to do that in some way, then you don't do it. 
right? Like, I mean, there's some pretty weird stuff in those videos, right? Like, I'm, of course, like masturbating whilst your friend has sex is pretty odd. Like, don't you think? Yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, it's not great. I, but it's also like, how, does too that, how do you how do you get to that point? Like, we, I don't understand how it escalates to that. Anyway, maybe I'm naive. Maybe we're just too old, and this, this younger generation of, uh, of of you know find it acceptable to have phones Ooh. with them at all times. After basketball, we used to shower in our undies. Like, I didn't. I don't know that I'd be comfortable whacking the old fella out and giving it a polish. <laughs> Like, while Muzz getting a polish. <laughs> oh, God, no. Who knows? Oh, anyway, like, oh, it's pretty weird. What about... People rag on Greenberg, the boss, but, mate, sometimes it's a job you, you wouldn't want to have. Oh, for all love or money, you wouldn't want to have his job this week, or probably in the last three months, to be honest. It's like, been a bit of a shit show. Yeah. And so, so that's that's why I'm looking forward to the footy getting started. So there's something else because you talk just about. want to actually talk about something else. Yeah, fair enough, um, understandable. You know, like there's a lot of real people in this that, that got very hurt, right? Yeah, like, I mean, the girls that are in those videos, and I think the NRL they must be too. devastated. Like, and their families must be devastated. You know, let's face it, International Women's Day too today, by the way. So all congratulations the to all the ladies. Out um, there. Yeah, those perpetrators and that well, perpetrators may, may may not necessarily be the right word to use, but who, whoever's filming that and and, and you know a um, and using you know um, the terminology in the videos or whatever mm. shouldn't play. Yeah, you know, like it's pretty fair what? to say that Penrith player uh, who's who's been alleged uh, as the uh, the person the main you know inverted mm. commas star. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way he's sort of. Uh, Spoken and, and 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 the words of you know he's used and his actions in them yeah um, you know needs to be stood down and I think following on from what's happened in the last couple of weeks with DeBellin and Dylan Walker and yeah, yeah, yeah. and Scott Bolton and all that 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 will come to him yeah um, that so will be the punishment that I, he I fully don't expect old mate to be in that Penrith team come round one next no, week no no well I think they've already stood him down because he's been charged so. has he yeah he's been charged with four counts like basically of filming someone without their consent and distribution of revenge porn basically yeah. so like uh because yeah it's illegal to obviously to distribute that sort of stuff and that's what he's been charged with so i think he's already been stood down so he definitely won't appear there but i think do you know what disappoints me about this whole thing streety is it keeps happening well and and that's my biggest concern here is that it does keep happening and that whilst it keeps happening None of the current playing group are coming out and saying that it shouldn't keep happening. Mm. There's, like, you're not getting groups of, of players come out and actually condemn the behaviour of their colleagues and say it doesn't belong in this business or in this game. Now, I suppose Except you could like it Josh Mansell had to, had to front the media and give a player's perspective. Yeah, but, but, but did he really... Or did he give a watered-down version of that, right? Like, I mean... Well, was there someone that really came out and went, do you know what? I've got a sister and I've got a mother and I've and I, well, I might have a daughter and one day I might have a daughter or I've got a wife, right? Or a girlfriend or I've got friends that are female. And do you know what? The treatment of females from this group of people that I can conduct this job with is not good enough and I actually don't want to see it and it disgusts me, right? So, um, no, and that's what makes me think that the problem is not, a bad like a one or two bad apples or even a bunch of bad apples I think it's a bad box that you're keeping it all in right because that's what I think is the problem is that all of these guys exist in this box of of a 
of, of a sport that's worshipped by a large portion of our population and and they think it's okay. And, and they know, think that this will just all disappear once footy starts. Well, it won't. I, I think what we're seeing now is, is generally behaviours in sports sometimes are a reflection of society. If we ha- if we have a, a younger group of, yeah, of, yeah. of these football players coming in who mm. really compared to you know, five, ten years ago, where they've come from in terms of their pathways to being a professional, yeah, they've been baby. They, they, they don't really have any sense of reality. No. They come through the, the school system they into an under 18, 16s, yeah. you know, under 20s, and yeah. then they, they, they sign a contract as a 15-year-old. Mm. They're getting these allowances. So they're, you know, and then obviously they have, you know, that sort of uh, prominence yeah. attracts, you know, people. Yeah. Um, therefore, you know, it's too easy for them. And, and then obviously, you know, I, I suppose... You know the way the sort of you know the millennials are, if you want to term it that, mm. um, their outlook on um, you know access, privacy, relationships is a lot different to you it know is. someone in their sort of mid to late thirties or whatever. Mm. Yeah, that's um, right. You know, and it also obviously doesn't make it right, but you no, know, um, that's that sort of mindset and attitude in, in general society is coming into professional sports. And, yeah. Um, that's just not the way you, you do it. You, and I think you like I, like if I can. So, so I guess what you're kind of saying is you know like we probably shouldn't be shocked about this because even in our day, NRL players were behaving quite poorly, right? Like like it was a different set of circumstances. They weren't doing the same thing. Well, I'm sure they were. Just... Well, no, but well, so yeah, they may have been, but the access to a to a phone and a video and a yeah. and the, the the medium to distribute it probably wasn't there, but you know like it's not like the NRL players in our day like that we kind of grew up around with like Andrew Johns and Julian O'Neill if I could name some bad boys that are out there, you know John Hobawatis and all those guys, they weren't exactly upstanding members of the community, like you know no. they did some pretty dumb stuff like you know and some criminal stuff at the same time you know so. Yeah, anyway. But, uh, yeah, I, mean, I suppose uh, I shouldn't be surprised because the NRL actually, has always been you know, full of idiots. I suppose, you know, w- had the uh, ability to film or, you know, get a camera out for certain things, you know, if that opportunity was there for those guys, would they have done that? Would they have had the presence of mind to think, oh, well, this is maybe taking a bit too far? But but I think now, like... Decision-making ability doesn't but, seem to have been strong. No, no, no. But, you know, anybody. like, everything's a bit more desensitised now. Mm. From you know, from where it was, yeah. When, when those guys are that same age, and I just wonder, yeah, you know, whether the presence of mind would have uh, still been there, would have still been there, or not been there, yeah. Because it seems as though, uh, you know, as a society in general, our attitudes towards a lot of things are going in the direction opposite to what we think we should. Yep. Yeah. yeah, quite possibly. So, but anyway, we'll get off the moral yeah. high ground and talk about normal footy. Yeah, well, because I've never made a mistake, so it's quite easy for me to judge people. Quite like you know. Um, but right. anyway, like, uh, but I do feel very sorry for the people that are caught up in all of those scandals, especially the women that have been sexually assaulted. And I do hope that obviously that if there has been criminal activity that's been perpetrated on those women, that they basically are able to find some sort of closure and some sort of yeah justice that they feel has been served by all of that. And if the people that have done that are NRL players, I hope they get punished the same way other members of society would. So and then um. Yeah. And then hopefully NRL can actually um, enact the rules that they say they're going to. As well, to- yeah, so the controversy this week obviously was Jack DeBellin in, in one of the controversies this week, I should say, because there's a few. But one of them was obviously Jack DeBellin uh, 
challenging the NRL's decision to stand him down. And in that court case, it was discovered that the rule that they used to do that wasn't actually in existence yet. So the NRL's got to go off and create that rule so they can then enforce it. And then they can have a court case about it, I I believe. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the NRL, but I I just question Jack DeBellin on obviously the advice of his legal team has come out and challenged this, but the grounds in which he's done it on aren't based on on his behaviour in the first instance, it's based on a, so, on a so technicality of a rule. Because he's not denying... So, from my understanding, his defence against the rape allegation is that it was consensual. Is it like a typical rape defence in terms of that scenario? Was that whatever he did, it was consensual? Is yeah. that right? Um, well, yeah, I'm not too sure on that, but, mm. um, you know, he had a pregnant wife at home. Um, so what was he doing putting been, himself in that scenario anyway? whether or not it was consensual or not um, he yeah. still had a pregnant wife at home and yeah. trying to defend you know oh they haven't done this right well he was doing the wrong thing in the first place yeah he was somewhere he shouldn't have been yeah um, doing the wrong thing yeah yeah um, and he's using a loophole to, to get out so trying to get out of something that you know he's clearly yeah. you know Guilty of, supposedly. Yeah, that's right. Well, he's um, guilty of bad behaviour in some way. Guilty of bad behaviour. Making bad decisions. Um, and probably not taking into account his position as an NRL player who earns a lot of money out of a sport. Right. And I think I mentioned it maybe on our previous pod that, um, you know, I, before the NRL came out with their um, that, that ruling or their, their new policy, there's that, you know, any player that comes under this, um, you know, uh, that's had an allegation yeah. um, should be stood down. Not so much for the allegation itself, but for bringing the game into disrepute. That gives the NRL every opportunity to uh, rub the bloke out. Yep. You know, uh, deflect any sort of uh, ongoing media coming at him. Uh, And obviously the player does his, you know, goes through the legal means and uh, he just, you know. Do you know what I think is interesting is is that it seemed to be that there was, there's meant to be, like, what Jack DeBellin's saying is, oh, it's unfair that you would stand me down just because there's an allegation of misbehaviour. Sometimes life's unfair, right? Like, what about the girl, the girl on the other end of this, who's, you know, who's making this, like, who's making this statement of what happened? You know, I'm sure her life doesn't seem real fair at the moment either, right? And I'm sure it doesn't seem like a great deal of fairness on a lot of people's parts. And sometimes. Sometimes life doesn't work out fair. Sometimes it doesn't work out 50-50 or everyone balanced. And I think that's sometimes what, what in today's society we shoot for. Oh, it's all got to be fair. It's all got to be even. Mm. Well, it doesn't always work out like that, unfortunately. So sometimes the right thing to do it may not be the fair thing to do. So anyway, we'll see. But I believe you're right, mate. I think Jack DeBellin probably needs to question why exactly he's doing what he's doing. I don't understand the logic. Yeah. Um it's 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 a I think, bit weird. I, I think put your he's, put he's, your effort into what he should be doing is putting his effort into defending himself against the allegation and actually repairing the relationships that might be damaged from that from through his life, right? That's right. right. Yeah, missing, or making amends if he missing a few games of footy should be the least of his concerns. Exactly. Um, that's right. Yeah, but it just, could be a situation of potentially that's there's an income associated with that that maybe then obviously his pregnant wife and their family depends on. Um, and you know so maybe look maybe there is a circumstance where he doesn't have endless funds to kind of defend that type of situation without an income I don't know so anyway it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out 
But as a plea to all NRL players, pull your fucking heads in. Yeah, please. <laughs> Get out there and play some footy, you idiots. Yeah, that's right. Because because no one's thinking that that this is impressive by any means. So just stop it. Just stop it, please. And with that, let's talk footy. Yep. Instead of all the other rubbish. So 2019. Yeah. Yep. Um, last year we had probably you know one of the more even comps of recent memories. Yeah. Um, NRL have planned to make the comp. Even more even. Yep. And we'll touch on that shortly, but let's uh, focus on 2019. Yep. Um, and we're going to sort of talk about our top eight predictions. Yep. Our uh, premiers, grand finalists, state of origin series. Yep. And Dallium winners, and of course, well, the famous wooden spoon tip. We will do that. The famous wooden spoon tip, which I successfully tipped last year to yeah. be the Can you do it again? Can I repeat my, my Nostradamus moment? Before we do that, a very quick question to you, Streeter, that I want to cover. Okay. Today in the media, um, Cameron Smith came out. Oh, yes, okay. And stated that because of the punishment that was handed down to the Cronulla Sharks yep. for their salary cap breaches, yep. the like the leniency of that punishment, or what he believes is the leniency of that punishment, he believes that, based on that, that the Storms Championship titles should be Reinstated. What do you think? I vehemently disagree. I think um, Cameron Smith is suffering from a little bit of recency bias here. Yeah. I might like to remind Cameron Smith that over that time, Melbourne Storm were one point seven million dollars over the cap. Yeah. Uh, Cronulla supposedly <clears throat> in twenty sixteen were under the salary cap mm. um, in their premiership season, not over like the Storm were. Cronulla self-reported third-party agreements mm. uh, that didn't line up. Melbourne Storm were caught. Um, being uh, deceitful in their or not uh, declaring third-party agreements. But Play, players are in receipt of boats and, and cars and things like that. Didn't the Sharks set up uh, like a, an, a, their own company to funnel third-party payments through? Well, the problem with that is none of the payments were made. Yeah, yeah. So, well, <laughs> yeah, so now, because no one was interested in, in in paying the Sharks any money. Yeah, pretty much. But isn't that the funny thing about third-party payments? You hear all these controversy no about third-party payments. Hardly anyone actually gets them. Except, like, for, the, except for third-party payments from the Broncos. Yeah, that's they're right. They're the only yeah, yeah. come good on it. Well, congratulations to all the supporters of the Broncos and their companies because they're very loyal, right? And yeah. they're true to their word by paying the bill. That's so, right. So thank you very much so to those people. So Cameron Smith, I think, is, you know, uh, he's a noted whinger. Um, he yeah. might be a great leader on the field, but, you know, he's pretty off the mark a lot of things, and he's off the mark here. Yeah. Um, what what the storm did and what the sharks did, yeah. um, you know, had alleged to have done, um, is vastly different. Um, yeah. Now people talk about oh cheating's cheating, but we have just learned and spoke about for years on end uh, that the NRL don't deal in black and white. The NRL deal in fifty shades of grey. Mm-hmm. Um, read into that what you want. That's a good take. Uh, so basically, please don't read into that what you want. No. So, I mean, Peter Beattie himself... We don't support videotaping sex acts, okay? It's not a great deal. Himself said last week that, you know, uh, players who misbehave and and the offence, whatever they do, if it doesn't carry a, you know, six to 11-year jail term, then it'll be dealt with on a case-by-case basis by the CEO, Mm -hmm. um, being Greenberg or whoever. Um, The same could be, you know, for other other sort of, you know, cap-related things. So for people to say, oh, well, you know, Cronulla should have it stripped, Melbourne did... Yeah, different different offences, different you know, different things, okay. and, and and the level of this cheating um, was so far apart 
that it's it's impossible to draw a comparison, a mm. fair one anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I vehemently agree with what Cameron Smith said. Of course you would. And believe that if the Sharks got to keep their tainted premiership, the Asterix premiership as we will forever know it now. But why like, Why would you call then, it Asterix? Then, we were under the cap that year. No, but you're under the cap. What? So if you read the findings from the investigation, what it will say is, and it's, you've got to have a look at the wording. You've got to read between oh, the yeah. lines in these Well, things. did you also read the lines? So the, the wording the, 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 the is... The was cleared for 2016 Cronulla, by the same one that made the findings? No, what happened was, oh, you've no. got to read oh, the yeah, findings. Yeah. Read the findings. On the day of the grand final, well, the can't... Sharks were under the cap, or cap compliant, Get right? Town, now, so what happened then, if, the if, way I read that is... If you guys can actually look that... at the smile on, the, on this uh, <laughs> hyena's face, <laughs> you'd be so, surprised. I, what I'm going to say here is, you are on one side of the fence, I am on the other side of I the fence. I wouldn't expect it any the other way. The Sharks can go fuck themselves, right? And you know what? They should... Cheating is cheating, except when the sharks do it, and cheating seems to be just simply normal, right? Because they cheat all the time. This is uh, coming from a bulldog supporter, Ian McKenzie, the biggest cheaters of them all. Excuse me, we we got rid of most of those guys around 2014. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> listen, I don't really feel like the sharks deserve their premiership, and if the NRL is going to let them keep it, for me, it will forever be known as the Asterix Premiership. Okay. So, so I the, think what, what you do, need to do... What about the Doggies 2004 then? Is that Asterix? Let, we're not talking about the Doggies Oh, we're not talking about the Doggies. You don't well, have to change... Why tell you, you have to divert the topic? Uh, here you go. Here you go. Are you really allowed to answer the way you felt you it should run? You can't take the heat. Get out of the kitchen. All I want to know is, when will you go and get an Asterix put on your tattoo, right? For the Asterix Premiership. Will you... Is it, There's no need to, mate. I think you need to. because Because what you probably should put a little Asterix that says, not cap compliant. Right, like that's all. That's all you should have. It's an. It's just. It's a logo that says premiers, but you weren't cap compliant. That's See, all. Macca so right you can now, keep it, but you just got to put a little. Macca right on now it. is a huge fishing line with a huge bit of bait I'll on pay it. Pay for that what? if you'd like. This shark here ain't taking the bait. Well, I feel like you might have swallowed a little bit of it. <laughs> anyway, so so my opinion is, if the sharks get to keep theirs, then the storm get to keep theirs. Right, you give are, them back to everybody. You are ridiculous. <laughs> That's just otherwise, you need to go and get an asterisk tattooed on your arm. <laughs> it's well. nonsensical, Macca. <laughs> yeah, saying it to stir me, but uh, it's not working. Yeah, right. All right. You're well, wrong. let's move on to your predictions for 2019. 2019. All right. Do so, you think the Sharks will be under the salary cap this year? Well, we have to be. We're three, going to be three hundred fifty thousand under. <laughs> well, I think the problem is, is you got no major sponsor. You don't have a choice. Do. You, you don't have any choice. We actually, we actually do have a major sponsor. Yeah, everybody knows they're not paying anything. Right? <laughs> like what they're doing is getting a free ride. Oh, oh, oh. Hey. So that I've been in the game, mate. <laughs> so what I can tell you is that major sponsor. Macca was with the West Tigers in one of their worst ever years. Uh, listen, it was diabolical down there. Down there, and it, selling sponsorship was not a great game. But what I could tell you is that major sponsor would be paying a heavily reduced rate. Well, in fact, you are wrong. It is uh, several million dollars over several years. But see, the Sharks reported that they were, what they were paying their players for the last couple of years was several million dollars, and it turns out it was several more million dollars than what you were allowed to play pay them. So I'm not sure you could trust the the bean counters there, could you? Oh, yeah. Who knows. Anyway, keep going, keep going, you idiot. All right. Well, uh, well, they'll need to add up. It's probably 
Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> Righto. So who have you got in your top eight, Streety? Top eight. All right. We go one to eight. This is one the order I've, I'm tipping, so this is the specific order. Um, I think the Roosters are clearly the best team in the comp. Mm. Uh, they will finish minor premiers. Yep. I've got the Broncos. Yep. Second. Penrith, third. Yep. Melbourne, fourth. Yep. They just, they're always good. Yep. Uh, Cronulla, fifth. Yep. I've got Souths at sixth. St. George, seventh. Yeah. So no real surprises there. And yep. my Smokey for the eighth spot yep. is Manly. Manly? Yep. In the eighth? Yep. Oh, righto. I actually think Manly quietly have assembled a pretty decent team. Yep. Um, I think things will be a lot settled. And I, I hate Manly, so it, it pains me to, to actually pick them, and I'd rather them finish last, but I think... Um, they currently do seem very settled. They, uh, yeah. Um, Desi's because back. We're probably where he should be. What about the loss of Dylan Walker? I don't think it'll affect him too much. Because he's going to go play for Long Bay United, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, the Travoyevich brothers, I think, will probably take it to a next level. They'll both be yep. rep players again this year. Although Tom, uh, he did injure himself in a trial a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and they're saying that they're not sure if he's going to be around but, for at least the first couple of rounds. Yeah, but, you know, I think they'll bounce back. Manly um, have made a couple of. Decent low-key signings. Yep. Uh, they kept Marty to power. Um, so, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think Manly showed some signs last year and they were a bit a tough out. They, they won some games that were surprising. They probably lost a few ones they should have won. Um, but I put that more down to coaching and game plan more than anything. And I think uh, as much as I hate them, they probably might sneak. Just I'm talking just sneak in. Sneak in. Probably on four and against. So, um, who do you think's going to win the Premiership? Out of that top eight. So do the Roosters, they win the minor premiership, but do they go on and win the major premiership? I think I've got the Roosters playing the Broncos in the grand final. Yeah. Uh, I think the Broncos will be very, very good this year. Um, Why do you think the Broncos will be very good this year? Because of the team they've got or because of the well, they coach got a, they've they got? they got a good team and they pissed off Bennett. Yeah. And Do you um, think he was the problem up there? Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I actually I rate Seabold as a, I think he's a good coach. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's coaching that system before initially. Yeah. Um, he went from from Brisbane down to Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, he's a former Broncos player as well. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he has some good stock, and yeah, I, I think uh, you know that there'll be some good players who will have bounce back years. I think Jack Bird is healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. He's still you know a decent footballer. Yeah. Um, and a lot of their younger guys uh, like David Fafita, um, who have sort of emerged into first grade last year. Uh, bigger, fitter, stronger, um, mm. and I think they're a bit more settled in their halves. Yeah, um, and I hate the Broncos as well, but but you think they're a good side, right? I think yeah, they'll be much better than they were last last year. Will it be a Roosters Broncos grand final? Yeah, that should, if that is the case, that'd be a pretty good grand final. I think it would be a good grand final, mm. and I'm actually I hate to say it because I hate those two teams yep, as well, but yep. but I think it'd actually be a pretty solid grand final. And uh, you know, it's it's. It's hard to believe. But from a couple of years ago, it's the same grand final. The Roosters' premiership team from last year actually got better in the off-season. So they got yeah. Angus Crichton from the Rabbitohs, mm-hmm. and they actually signed uh, Brett Morris from yep. the Doggies. So they got a bit of depth. And then they might have lost Blake Ferguson, but um, you know they've still got some good backs in Latrell Mitchell and Joseph Manu. Throw, you know, Brett Morris is a pretty ample replacement for... Um, well, let's be honest. They didn't really... like. Not only did they add those players, but... Who did they lose? No one. And that and and they were pretty dominant at the end of yeah. last year, right? Huh? 
Yeah, Blake Ferguson's gone to para. Blake Ferguson, but he's covered. Yeah, understandable, but covered. He's yeah, covered. but I feel like he's been well and truly replaced. Totally. The Roosters are in my top eight, so I've lost the top eight that I wrote down. I've actually lost, so I'm going to have to try and wing it. Oh, wing and it! And basically, like try and repeat it. But it basically went like this: like the Roosters, I think will will finish up there. Obviously, yeah. You had Penrith at number three. I don't like Penrith. I don't think they're going to finish anywhere near that. I think they might squeeze into the eight, but I don't think they're going to be a very successful team. I think Phil Gould's five-year plan is a load of shit. Yeah, it's... Because um, he's been had that plan for about 10 years now. Talent-wise, they're there, but I think the last couple of weeks could destabilise the start of their year. Yeah. Um, but if you look at their roster, they're, they're pretty strong. It's, I, it's, I don't it's, understand It's their ability that. to put it together in the field. But, you know, you got a new coach... You got Ivan Cleary there. A new old coach. New old, yeah, it's weird. That is weird. They're paying more for Blake they sacked, or they had to pay out. It's, so they, so they had, they, so they had Ivan Cleary as their coach, and they sacked him. Then they hired another bloke, and and they sacked him, but still have to pay him, in order to bring Ivan Cleary back, and pay him as well. So they, so what they've ended up doing, is having two coaches' salaries, on the books. It's weird. Luckily, they got lots of poker machines out at the Penrith Club to pay. The low socioeconomic status of people in Penrith affords them the luxury of, of <laughs> feeding a lot of money through the That's poker right. machines because it's like, thank God for you know child labour when you're buying a new pair of Nikes. Well, did you hear it. they um, they, so, sack, they sacked the kid that put um, Zion Williamson's shoe together? Did they really? No, it's just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That, that eight-year-old yeah. kid in Thailand got the sack for making Zion shit. <laughs> he put his foot Cause through. He, cause he, yeah, because the quality assurance wasn't as good as what it yeah. needed to be. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm glad the issue was Back to footy. Uh, okay, so, so I don't think the Penrith Panthers are going to finish up there. Okay, so what do you got? Number one, Roosters? Well, I do think the Roosters will be up there. Two. Um, I actually think St. George will probably be up there pretty close to number two. Yeah, well, they got Corey Cocaine Norman in their team. and. Yep. I know he's a bad influence, but I think they did that obviously because Gareth Widdop's going to go back to yeah. England, and I think he'll probably go earlier rather than later. But I think they'll still be the regular season team that they were last year. So I don't know if they'll finish two, but I think they'll finish in the top four. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think Melbourne will finish up there, but I think Melbourne will finish m- middle of the top eight, basically. Yeah. Um, four to six in that range. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that I I I like the Broncos, uh, and I think their depth will afford them wins. But I I don't know. I, my I think maybe that actually I think the Rabbitohs might probably finish Bunnies, yep. somewhere up there in close to the top four because of the engine room that they've got. Yeah, and I think. I think um, Wayne Bennett will get the best out of the Burgess brothers, and I think he will use them wisely. I will think the they'll of, buy into him. Will the loss of Angus Crichton affect their go forward a bit? Yeah, or I think, do you think it they've will. got plenty of dudes coming through. Oh, actually, I they, think they signed um, from the Cowboys. They signed Ethan Lowe, which yeah. I think is a pretty good underrated yeah. signing. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think uh, I I actually think that as smoky for the top eight is the Titans. Yeah. I think the Titans will finish in the top eight. Well, they got Tyrone Peachy. Yep, um, and he'll help them, but maybe their depth will probably suffer a little bit. Uh, who else do I did I have in mind? I, I, um, I, I toyed with the idea of the Tigers, and and uh, you can't have anybody like the Cowboys in there. Newcastle might finish eighth. 
based on what I saw on the weekend, I, uh, I at the end of last season, at the start of this year, yeah, I, I had the Knights as, as high as I've been a top four team. <clears throat> yeah. But after watching them play, and it's hard to judge a team on a trial on a trial. Yep. But their handling was just terrible. Basic skills. Yeah. Of, of of ball security and things like that. Just wasn't up to scratch. Yeah. Um, you know they they have in the, in the Cronulla game they had the best player on the on the park by a country mile and Caelan Ponga. Yeah. Easily the best player by you know. Yeah. Uh, daylight and then it was him then Sean Johnson and then and then all the Cronulla players and then all the Knights players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I help if it takes one injury and then then the rest of them are still pretty young. So yeah, that trial game scared me off the Knights. Yeah. Um. So no, they'll be competitive, but an eighth spot, you think? Well, maybe I, they could potentially finish in eighth. I, I'm not as confident of that as probably what I, what I would probably like to be. I, so I'll put Penrith in as seven because I'll fin- I think they'll finish in the eighth, but I don't think they'll be anywhere near the team that people think they will be. Um, and I, like for the eighth spot, I am going to probably actually pick. Mm, Canberra. So you haven't taken the Sharks in your top eight? Nope. Not surprised? Nope. <laughs> I've got the Sharks reserved for somewhere very special. Oh, of friend. course. You're picking them as your wooden spoon. I knew it. Well, what do you know? <laughs> what do you know? Because the reason that I picked the Eels last year was because, and I explained this at the time, the Eels were the club that were absolutely a shambles. From the boardroom down, yep. they were a shambles, Right. Now, have a look at the NRL right now. <laughs> Who do you think is the team that is an absolute shambles? I can't argue. No CEO, <laughs> no major sponsor. We've got a major the sponsor. Other day. Yeah, a major sponsor. When, until they pay their first check, then I think you'd be, that'd be, you'd be lucky to see any cash out of them, I'd say. <laughs> but anyway, na- like you've got a rookie coach. You've got uh, a head case in for feeder. You've got... A discarded half in Sean Johnson. You see it all differently. <laughs> discarded. Discarded completely because he was a bit of a cancer on their team. Oh, like, oh, so I think all you've got is the recipe for a wooden spoon, my friend. That is where the Sharks are going to finish oh, on. How much? You, let's put a wager on this. An actual okay. money bet. Yep. Happy to. So, is the bet going to be that the Bulldogs will finish above the Sharks? Yeah, or do you want to no, no, well, just you, you're go... You're saying wooden spoon. <clears throat> okay, so you don't think the Sharks will finish with the wooden spoon? I'm going to give you odds. Um, I'm going to give you $8. $8? Okay, and I get to name how much I'll put on it. Well, up to a certain amount. Like, just like a <laughs> no, so I'm not going to go, oh, $3,000. No, no. <laughs> no. I'll give you no. eight, 8 bucks the wooden spoon. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so wooden spoon, or okay. So the market for most losses, which at the moment the Canterbury Bulldogs are absolute <laughs> favourites. So, <laughs> so, so the floggies. Oh, that's ridiculous. I don't even know. Like, no one's ever heard of Ned's as a betting yeah. age lap. Anyway, who bets with? Sounds like Nads. That's like, ridiculous. It's like Nads, that hair, hair, like, hair removal company. Take so. that away. Like, what's that? They've rebranded. The Bulldogs. Okay. So, well, what about if we repeat that? Okay. Don't worry about your eight bucks, right? Okay. So, 
I, to make you happy, I'll take the Sharks out of my wooden spoon prediction. Because you know they uh, won't get it. No, nah, I'll put them as, as 15, okay? <laughs> but what I'd say... Oh, the NRL, NBL grand final game one's already started. So oh, shit. we better be quick and finish yeah, this okay, up. We'll yeah. r- rattle through this. But here's the bet, right? The team... I bet you the Canterbury Bulldogs will have more wins than the Cronulla Sharks this coming year. Okay, you're on. How much we got on? $100? bucks? 100 dollars Oh, shake. Let's go. Shaking. Damn, $100 seems like a lot of money. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Who have you got as your wooden spoon? Because guess what? I'm putting the Sharks in the wooden spoon. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm rehashing my uh, predictions from last year. So I've got the Roosters again for Premiers. Yeah, okay. Beat be the Broncos in the final. I'm actually taking the Warriors uh, for Wooden Spoon. For wooden spoon. I, I think the loss of Sean Johnson just leaves their halves oh, really No surprise because really he went unstable. to the Sharks. No, he's, oh, he's, he's an absolute he's, superstar, so they'll never be player. able to replace him. Oh, no. Yeah, no, no, it's not that they can't replace him. I just think that uh, yeah. they're, they're losing a lot by, oh, by losing their, their key player. Yeah. Um, so They're probably losing somebody who's being paid over the salary cap. Yeah, well, well, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, you, know, exactly. you have to... You don't check, know. Check, check with the club manager there. Yeah, that's right. Well, there is no club manager. He quit. <laughs> so. Talking about from the Warriors. Yeah. Charlie the Butcher. Charlie the Butcher. So the Warriors are going to finish with the wooden spoon. The Roosters are going to win it for you. Yeah, I think the Bulldogs and the Warriors will be the worst teams in the comp. Yeah. Um, and I actually think the Cowboys won't be going as good as expected off the back of, you know, so they're, they're down a key well, I think the Barber. Cowboys are going to be a bit of a shambles because um, I think... I'm quite surprised they had to let go of Ethan Lowe. I think he's, he's a bit of a, a bit of a glue guy from that team. Yeah. They, they, they did sign, uh, I'll make from the Broncos, Josh Maguire and the winger Kahu, but I don't think either of those guys are enough yeah. to get them over the line. They might they may be competitive, but if they have an injury or two uh, and, you know, especially in origin time, yeah. that six-week period can really make or break their season. Yeah, it can. Uh, and a lot of teams uh, are in that sort of zone. Um, so, who wins Who wins Dally M? Sean Johnson. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm taking him. I think he'll have a good year. Is that, that could be the most shark-centric predictions I've ever heard out of your mouth. And I've heard some shark-centric predictions. So... So you're saying... You know he's, he's in the top five favourites in the betting markets. So? <laughs> he's, I'm just saying that I my, my logic is more aligned with the punters uh, and, and the betting agencies than your twisted hate logic. No, you're just blinded by the light. Anyway, right? so what do you got? State of origin. Who who wins? Uh, New South Wales. 2-1 or 3-0? 2-1 because isn't there a game in Perth this year? There Was is. Perth State in the first game yeah, or something yeah. like that? New South Welshmen don't typically travel well. So, so like, yeah. Look, honestly, we're looking at... I'm this looking again Neds, at Neds. Why are we looking at Neds? Come on. Now, well, it does surprise me that Caelan Ponga is favourite for... Da- or maybe. Does that surprise you? I know, doesn't that? No, he's the best player in the comp by a country mile. You think? Easy. He's not yet, he's not. He is. He's the best player no in the comp. Way. He's got to prove it, but he's just... He's... No, I don't think so. I don't think he's the best player in the Mate, he was out, He was clearly the best player on the on the last week. Do you know who my pick for Dally M is? Who? Latrell Mitchell. Dally M. Wow. Yep. That's, uh, so, cool. that's right. You know why? Because he's a real superstar. Not like Sean Johnson. Okay? Not like a washed up halfback who no one else wants. By the way, the Sharks are also $350,000 under the salary cap this year. They have to be. 
And have you jettisoned a player yet? Not yet. No. So that's going to be the wooden spoon, right? You're going to win the wooden spoon. That's simply what's going to happen. Okay? So who do you think is going to win the origin? Oh, probably the Sharks. Well, no. Who's it going to be? Sean Johnson. Oh, will, he win the, will he win the origin, will he? Blues 2-1, mate. 2-1. Blues 2-1, right. Yeah, okay. So, so, anyway, it's ridiculous. Your love of the Sharks is ridiculous. No, mate. I'm just... Um... Do you know what? Maybe we should change the wager on that bet. If the Bulldogs finish with more wins than the Sharks, you have to get the Asterix Premier... The Asterix tattooed next to your premiership no, tattoo. Yes, doing that. you do. I'm changing my wager. You can't change a wager. It's been, yes, I can. been signed on. <laughs> I've done worse stuff than that. <laughs> All right. So uh, we can't forget Nugget, our work experience kid. Has he texted you? Yes. Yes. Oh, good on him. So good on you, Nug. Nuggets top eight. He's got the Roosters. Yep. Storm. Yep. Rabbitohs. Yep. Broncos. Yep. Cowboys. Idiot. No, take it out. Knights. Bigger idiot. Yeah. He's more centric about the Knights than you are about the Sharks. I was going to say that. He is a peanut. No. Uh, he's got the Sharks at seventh. Of course he has. And then the Tigers. Yeah. Um, idiot. Mate, the club you ruined. The Tigers. The ti- yeah, well, I, excuse me. I sent them on the winning track. The year, as soon as I left, they won the premiership. Yeah, but they were shit when you were there. I know. <laughs> Couldn't get a sponsor. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, he's got Roosters as premiers. I think a lot of people have that. Yeah. Dally M, Cronk. Cronk. Uh, in his last no. year. And th- th- this is Nugget's hot take for the year. Yeah. With Brownie fired if the Knights don't win more than six by round 10. Oh, that's a big call. Massive call. So he thinks that Nathan so Brown go, will be fired if they don't go well. They've got to win six of their first 10 games, which mm. will place them in the top eight well, comfortably. Do you know the only reason I think that won't happen is because West's and management in terms of Phil Gardner are pretty tight. Mm. I don't think they're going to be silly enough to do what the Panthers are doing. And in reality, Newcastle people don't put enough money through the pokies to allow them to do it. And the problem with firing a coach is you have to have a coach to replace. Yeah, that's right. gonna If you're going to fire a, a fairly high... I call Brownie a high-profile coach. Yeah. Um, and whether or not that title's warranted, but he probably falls into that yeah. class undeservingly. But I agree. Who, who's out there that, that you, can, you can't really promote from within... <laughs> Remember when the Knights did promote their coaches from within? What was the name of that guy? They had a Muppet there once. Rick Stone. Rick Stone. <laughs> He's back coaching the women's. Oh, is he? Oh, good on him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was oh, good. Oh, he coached Fiji once. Yeah, that was good oh. awkward. Being the assistant for coach under Bennett. I'm not yeah, sure that's pretty weird, that. right? Like, what's like uh, Clayton Zane at the Jets? Like, jeez, man. Surely you could find something. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think you would. So anyway, good All luck. All right, here. so uh, you've heard more. My... Well, who do you think is going to be the first coach fired? Is it going to be Nathan Brown, or will it be John Morris, uh... or will it be Dean Pay from the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs? Because what I would say is, uh, or yeah, it could be Parramatta actually. Parramatta, that's a pretty good call because I think Parramatta will be hopeless again this year. I can't see how they've gotten any better. So. So Brad Arthur. I'm no. disappointed the Raiders haven't didn't get rid of Ricky Stewart, but you know who get okay. You say that every year though. You want Ricky Stewart to be fired yeah, from every job he's ever held. Guess who? Ricky, oh, Ricky Stewart. He probably should be the first coach fired. He's commentating this year, mate. So. Guess who Ricky Stewart hired in the offseason as an assistant coach? Sean Johnson. No. no. Oh, Ma- yeah. Michael Ennis. Michael Ennis. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. 
I mean, from a guy who was like the most hated camp like in Canberra two, doing, doing two or three years ago doing the they, walking clap they, at the end of the, the club has hired him as assistant coach. Oh, now, wow. good on him. If you've heard, if you've seen Ennis on on Fox Sports, he's really good. He and is, he's yeah. got a great footy mind, and yeah. I, th- I think he'd, he'd make an excellent coach. And I agree. Um, That's a pretty good pickup for them, actually. It's a great pickup for the Raiders. It just seems yeah. a bit odd. It the seems Rick, a bit odd. Ricky right? Stewart yeah. made the approach to him. And yeah. this is after Ricky Stewart absolutely bagged the shit out of him after after that after that game, yeah. yeah, right. So, oh well, half his luck. Yeah, yeah oh, well, very good. The, in the NRL, you can burn. My your tip is is that Brad Arthur will be the first coach fired this year, and followed not long after by uh, Wayne Bennett. If that the, the well, there's so, so many coaches changed seats. It's it's really hard. You wouldn't think it's that hard to see that someone would a, get a fired. coach that's been there for two or three years has to be the one that goes. Yeah, if it's going to happen. Brad Arthur, Arthur, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Brad Arthur, for sure. Anyway, that's what's going to happen in the NRL. Yeah, Paul, I mean, I'd like to... Paul Green, I think, could also be in the hot seat, but I think maybe that's not... I think he'll be saved by the fact that it's it's the cattle that he's got. Yeah, yeah. If they go poorly, I think it'll just be put on the fact that they don't have the roster. Well, I don't like agreeing with you in this stuff. So I'm going to remain with Ricky Stewart. <laughs> and uh, I don't think Ennis is going to take the Raiders' head coaching job because he's, he's got a, too much of a good job with Fox. Yeah, he would. And some other clown down there will take, take the take job. It. And it all comes too much for Ricky. <laughs> and, yeah, it may. And do you think you'll get an asterisk next to your tattoo? No. Okay, right. No need, no, no need for that. It's no all, for all that. clean. All right, very good. Well, that's episode 22. Yeah. Wrapped up. NRL starts next Thursday. Next Thursday. I don't know who's playing, but uh, Friday night game. We'll yeah. see the Sharkies back in Newcastle, which I'll be at. Yep. And I may have another locker room report. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'll we'll see if Barry Russell will answer your emails. Well, I'll, I'll contact him this week. And, uh, and <laughs> Barry, if you're out there listening, can, mate, we're about to get in touch. See if he can look after me again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, listen, the NBL game one has started. Perth yeah. Wildcats leave 11-8. to eight. So we're going to go and watch the last three quarters, which only last for 30 minutes. Thanks yeah, a lot, yeah, NBL. So should still be selling a short. That's great. And we will see you guys in episode 23. We might do an AFL preview. Yes. Got no idea what's happening in the AFL, but all I know is they've kept their noses clean the off-season. And that can't oh, be a bad not thing. that clean. I think they've kept it in a bag of cocaine, but anyway, we'll see what happens. So, oh, hmm. Whatever they do, they kept it themselves. They didn't yeah, film well, it. Yeah, exactly. If you don't film it, it didn't happen. Anyway. Good stuff. So that's one hour in the books. Hope you can uh, put this one hour to good use, either in the car or in the gym or somewhere. Or if you're, if you're masturbating over a friend having oh, sex, why don't you just put the headphones on and have a listen? On. Yeah. Enough of that rubbish. Righto. Thanks all right, a lot. Uh, don't forget you can find us on all good podcasting apps, Spotify, iTunes, you name it, you'll find us. Look for, look for Sports and Spit, and we'll be back soon with episode 23. The Jordan The Jordan files. The Jordan episode The Jordan <laughs> Files That's a bad idea Let's do it The All Jordan right. Files well, you, you know what we're going to talk about? All the famous We're going to rank The best number 23 sportsmen Yes There are Good idea Cool Out See you guys